There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you have not experienced the content yourself, then please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to us ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Another happy pod. Hello and welcome to another happy pod brought to you by the Pint Size Network, the pod where we keep it fresh, positive, and dripping in blank vibes. We're your hosts. My name is Lawrence, and I'm joined as usual by your favourite old fossil. Right, Nathan, when I sent you the intro, okay, the idea is that you don't say the word blank, you fill it in with a, a topical word or appropriate phrase for the topic at hand. You also <laughs> don't intro as my name. <laughs> Uh, and say that you're joined by you. <laughs> the saying your name it was intentional, but I 100% never noticed the blank bit. <laughs> I filled that in because I didn't want to text you that today's intro I was going to say uh, dripping in foreign vibes. Oh, no. <laughs> that does not sound good at It doesn't all. sound good, but once you know the context, the context of which we're speaking about Borat 1 and 2 today is completely fine and acceptable for me to say that. I mean, it still sounds a little dicey, really. All right, you right. Re, re, I, no, don't redo it. But what what would your what would your phrase be? Um, where we keep it fresh, positive, and dripping in. We're off to a, we're off to a classic zinger <laughs> start here, aren't we? This is a brilliant intro. I'm, I'm sure the viewers have really enjoyed listening to two minutes of us discussing the intro. <laughs> They're loving it, yeah. Um, dripping in. I'm trying to find the right words, like in your face, but not, but not that. Do you know what I mean? In your face, but not that. Yeah, like a way to say in your face, but without saying in your face. Uh, loud, ig- ignorant. No, no. Um, um. Well, whatever. In that, that's that what one, I mean. that one. Whatever, whatever word you at home have decided. Just yeah. imagine that Nathan has said that word. Yeah. And imagine it was a good intro, and then rate us five stars. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> anyway, welcome to this fucking whatever this is podcast, I guess. You're not good at introing, are you? Nathan? <laughs> it's normally me that does this. No, I'm great at intro. I don't know what you're talking about. This is the worst intro we've ever done. <laughs> this is podcasting gold, all right? How are you? I'm I'm well. How are you? I'm uh, I'm locked up uh, in the UK where we both reside. Um, how are you, Nathan? Is the question. Uh, I'm good. Locked up. Locked down. Uh... Locked up. Locked down. Locked all around. Come outside. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm I'm doing good. Doing fresh and excited to talk about these two movies. What are those two movies, Nathan? Well, people will have clicked on this fucking podcast, so they will know You're, that what, What's happened to you today? What's up? <laughs> you're, very, what you're, you you're very difficult to communicate with tonight, Nathan. I, I hope you know that. Why am I difficult to you're not, communicate? You're not, you're not, you're not introing properly. You're not giving me the title clearly. You're Listen, not... we've, we're, we've well established that on this show, I'm the wild card. You're the one who... You're the straight and narrow, the... The the everyday man the the whatever I'm the I'm the the rock star the the cheeky boy the the playful you never know what you're gonna get that's me you certainly okay. are the cheeky boy I'll give you that that's true um, today Nathan uh, as I will now tell you as you we're you doing Borat one and two we're doing Borat one and two but otherwise known as Borat Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan which you bet me a tenner earlier on in the week I wouldn't be able to tell you off the top of my head. Uh, which no. you were correct. You did. You said, I bet you a tenner you can't tell me the full name of Borat. Uh, and I said, was it Borat something Kazakhstan? And you said, yes, but I got it wrong and I was not allowed a tenner. Um, <laughs> which I was very upset uh, Which I was very upset about. Uh, what, when did you first see this film? Uh, I first saw Borat Cultural Learnings of America for my benefit of Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. 
uh, when it came out. So 2007, 2008, whatever uh, that was. 2006 it was. So you must have been 32. <laughs> Fuck you. <yeah. laughs> oh. I, I was 13, okay? You were 13. I, I, was really, I would have been 13, okay? A young boy. <laughs> A young boy, indeed, fresh out, of, not out of high school. I was Were you one of the people that walked around at school uh, saying "my name Borat" all the time? Oh, hundred percent, yeah. So I was going to say, uh, obviously, the the actual meaning and the actual reasons for this movie completely went over my head at that time. Um, obviously, did not get the satirical nature of it at all. I just thought, "Ha ha, funny foreign man." That was literally... <laughs> I think, to be fair, everyone around our age, obviously not our age, so to speak, because you are 80 years older than I am. Um, <laughs> when when they first saw this, yeah, like all of the satirical nature of it, all of like the, the fact that he basically just fucking pulls America on strings for an hour... Um, yeah. is, is just completely lost because, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is just shrouded by the fact that it's, ha-ha, foreign man being silly. Yeah, um, yeah and like... I. I was one of the kids as well that walked around saying my name Borat and um, I, to be fair I, I think I my remembered wife. absolutely nothing about this film um, other than like the fact that he was like haha he said he fucked his sister or something like that and it was I didn't think much of it so when I when I rewatched this having not seen it since 2006 or around that time I was uh, I was pretty shocked to be, to be fair <laughs> watching watching the first Borat film especially in the 2000 and uh, well 2020 climate of uh, um you know cancel culture and uh, like just everything going on um at the minute and how um I, I, I wouldn't say how sensitive people are but more how more people are waking up to some things are okay and some things are not uh, to be said um and this, I was fucking amazed at how much this got away with. Obviously, I know 2006 is a very different time, but still, fuck me. Yeah, it's very... It, it doesn't hold back at all. It's it, it's out there, almost to a fault at times. It's... Um, I, I'm the exact same, by the way. Like, yeah, when I was a kid, it just completely went over my head. Coming back and watching it uh, a couple of weeks ago now, I... I was uh, floored at like the stuff I saw, but also, uh, also in awe of it, like just the genius of uh, of Sasha Baron Cohen and finally like understanding exactly what he's what he's trying to do because he literally is just making fun of America. Like, uh, wait, uh, at surface on the surface, it it seems like he's making fun of Kazakhstan. It seems like he's making fun of this backwards. Uh, country and person from there, but that that's not what he's doing at all. It's the complete opposite. Borat's literally just a tool for him to to make fun of. And I'm sorry if you are from America, but I think it's fair to say this incredibly fucked up country. <laughs> it's true, and don't worry. To be fair, only I think I think twenty two percent of our audience is American. So, uh, for that twenty two percent, I'm sorry if you were offended by that. But Nathan has a very valid point. Um, this film wouldn't, the concept of this film wouldn't even exist if you guys just lived in a normal place. <laughs> um, something that I think is like, yeah, like you, you've hit the nail on the head. It's completely wild. The fact that, uh, like, he invented a character that is so obscure and so bizarre and so weird uh, and yeah. so technically inappropriate and so, like, socially unacceptable. Um, yeah. And the idea is to put them across from people who are real people who don't know that this is uh, like that aren't acting. These are these real people acting as they would in normal day to day life. Um, and somehow Borat in the conversation is not the weird one. Like it's fu <laughs> it's fucking obscene. Like some it of the is. shit that comes out of people's mouths and they don't realize they're either being filmed or that this will be broadcast anywhere. For all they know, this is like some weird like like fucking foreign tv show that won't even be that will be like dubbed over in uh whatever language like that yeah they are they have their guard down completely and 
it's fair to say that basically Sasha Baron Cohen just pulls their pants down and fucks them essentially, um, which <laughs> yeah. is brilliant. And it's what I, it's what I think a lot of people needed. And I don't know if it was fully appreciated at that time. No, I think, I think it does um, go over probably the majority of people's heads. Like Borat was a big thing uh, at the time. It was huge at the time, obviously. Um, and, it, and it mainly was just like people going around going my life and nice and all of that sort of stuff the the usual quotes and everything um but yeah the 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 way you're talking about like people just letting their guard down that's that's absolutely a hundred percent right because there's one moment in this in the first Borat movie i I remember watching it last week where uh, Borat tries to because when he greets someone he kisses them he gives them a kiss um, and then this man this like old and like uh, southern American man just immediately goes like whoa 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 no 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 we uh, that's the what the people who float around and everything do the gay people he's basically saying oh god yeah. <laughs> and then Borrow goes oh yeah in my country we have them killed and, he, and the other guy just immediately goes yeah that's what we're trying to get done here too and I was just like oh my god yeah that guy is I, he was one of the that was one of the moments and there there's a few moments in this that really expose people obviously they keep it yeah. They, they. I wouldn't say they keep it to a minimum, but they're, they're not like not every single line of dialogue is someone being cancelled. Um, <clears throat> no, they. That's one of the moments where uh, I basically just had like an internal moment to myself, and I went, "Oh my god!" Like this guy has <laughs> just fucking dug his own grave. Like because you have to think like these people are real, and Borat it was one of the most famous movies like of the decade um, that came oh, yeah. out. That hundred percent. That decade, yeah. So it was. Mate, like he, the chances of that man getting employed anywhere that's seen this like are very slim. Like I wouldn't say well, it's like fucking ruining people's lives because these people like if they have genuinely seriously these views, but it's it's the danger that like locker room talk can get you into. Because I think I think you I think you would be right if that movie came out today, but that movie yeah, came yeah, out true. in two thousand six, and and like we said, it was a very different time back then. Cancel culture wasn't really a thing back in 2006 and people wasn't really losing their jobs over like the sort of stuff they are now and and you know for better or worse there's different thoughts on that and everything else um but yeah if it came out today i would definitely think like that he would have been finished um um, do you out of interest do you think it ever like sasha brown cohen is very 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 careful um with obviously what he puts in because he knows the nature of this business now especially because he's just released the second one i would argue uh, in this current climate this is like both the best and worst time to release something like this because it's very easy for people to take things out of context and essentially completely miss the entire point um of of what borat and the idea behind it is um uh i definitely do think there are people who who take it out of context and and probably would assume that what he's doing is racist and probably would get the, the the wrong end of the stick of it um because there are there are some clear like jokes and and moments of it which are i'm I don't consider myself to be a very sensitive person. I'm I'm quite progressive and that sort of thing. But um, but there there was moments where even I was like, oh wow, that is that is quite far. Well, um, that's what I was like, going to ask you. Are there moments that do you do you think like specifically talking about the first one? Do you think there's moments where it goes too far? I would I I would say some of the the Jewish stuff, the anti-Semitic stuff. Um, but Sasha Baron Cohen is Jewish himself. Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. And I'm not Jewish, so I can't I can't say for certain. But I think what he's doing there is highlighting anti-Semitism. So, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But some of the like, and in the second one especially, there's a moment in the second one where the anti-Semit stuff it just goes off the fucking chain. Oh, it goes it goes ridiculous. If we're thinking about the right moment, we'll get into it. But yeah, that's, yeah. To be fair, will. I was about to say that that um, in the second film it gets a bit more like there's a resolution to that arc, and I, I don't want to call it an arc, but like there's a resolution <laughs> to the opinion that he holds. Um, um, yeah. And one thing that I do like in the second film, I think they were very clever to basically put Borat on the right track, like showing him day by day that the, the opinions he has are just so incredibly inaccurate and wrong. Um, 
Did you know that in the, uh, just out of interest, I've got the um, the trivia page on IMDb up. Uh, on the DVD, on the first release of this, um, if you choose, um, you know you can choose like the language selections on the screen. Yeah. If you choose Hebrew. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah if, yeah. if you choose Hebrew, the screen flashes up uh, and the subtitles read, you have been trapped, Jew. Keep your claws where they can be seen. Do not attempt to shift your shape. That's a direct quote. Um <laughs> See, see, that's bad, but it's funny. That's the thing, and that, that I think it plays on that. It plays on the animalistic, like, uh, like the fact that you do want to laugh at these things. But can you imagine this? This ill American speaking family sit down to watch funny movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that they've heard so much about. They, but I'll put the Hebrew subtitles on, and then and then that comes up with no context. Like, yeah, can you that would be. That? that would be quite confusing (laughs) (laughs) and shocking I guess yeah that would be wild Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you because we'll we'll definitely move on to the second one um, in a a second Um, which is your favourite Todd Phillips movie Uh, this or Joker Todd Phillips directed this (laughs) I believe so Uh, or he he might not be credited as the final director but he he came on board uh, right at the beginning yeah, it's the same same guy. I've got it up. Um, Todd Phillips was the original director, but left the production after shooting the rodeo uh, Star Spangled Banner scene, citing creative differences as the reason. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. I, look, don't get me wrong. I see why some directors, especially up and coming at that time, would probably gone. Oh, I'm going to step away from this one. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, man, that that man's had a very colourful and diverse career of directing. <laughs> I, I don't think that really counts as... Well, I don't think Borat would really count as a Todd Phillips movie then if he directed <laughs> one scene and then thought, nah, not for me. Well, I don't know, he, might, he might not. Like we don't know when we don't know when it was filmed. We don't know the order of the scenes it was filmed. Uh, he stated as the I don't know if he's credited, but he stated as the original director. So he must have shot a fair portion. Otherwise, they wouldn't have even given him that title. I, I guess I would say this. Then <laughs> I'm I'm not a huge fan of Joker, so I guess I'd say Borat is my favorite Todd Phillips movie. It's, okay, so yeah, I think I'd go there as well. To be fair, um, look, the second one came out. Um, had a massive, massive like ad campaign, so it was pretty hard to escape the release of this film. Um, yeah, it's everywhere. It was massive, yeah. And the the big thing that it was doing, um, and it had it all in the trailers, was kind of uh, they released it very quietly. Um, of sorry, they 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 shot it very quietly, um, and released it um, kind of highlighting two big things, and that's obviously the pandemic going on. Uh, and also coinciding the release date with, um, I think, the last week that the um, that the US could go out and vote. Um, yeah. Very, very clear conscious decisions. But what did you make of the, the second film? So Borat 2, or Borat's subsequent movie film, the title changes actually quite a few times during the movie. <laughs> it does, yeah. Which... I think it does it three times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is quite fun. Um, so Borat 2 is... A, a strange movie. Uh, I, th- it's different from the first one, um, in that you, uh, I think it's trying to achieve something different. You, you know this character, um, so like the same gimmick isn't really going to work this time around. It's not just funny foreign man, uh, fish out of water type of thing. There is that. There is elements of that, and and it works great. The thing, the thing I'm trying to get at is. Sasha Branco knew that he couldn't just do the same thing again uh, and he needed to to change it up and do something different um, and he I, I don't know if he wrote it but I, I'm assuming he did um, he wrote in the character of Borat's daughter which is probably the, the biggest strength of the movie I would say um, Maria Balakova Bakalova I can't I'm not 100% sure on her name but she is she's great in that movie. She is just as funny as he is, really. Um and and just like him, she has absolute balls of steel. She just does not care uh about these real situations that she gets herself in as well. One that I'm sure we'll talk about. Um <laughs> the, it's it's yeah, it's trying to do something very different from the from the first one, because this one 
clearly has uh, a political agenda towards it, whereas the first one was just, ha-ha, look at America, and this one is, ha-ha, look at right-wing conservative America, which I guess the first one is kind of too as well, but this one is much more focused on on the current climate with the election and everything like that. Yeah, they, they definitely put a massive thing on trying to, like, undermine Republicans in this film, um, which we'd all argue that we need a little bit more of in the world. Um, yeah. Or I'd like to think so. Um, Although at the time of recording, Joe Biden is currently winning the election. So that's well, look, maybe this will be the end. This, this will be the cursed episode, not to get political. Oh, no. but maybe you've <laughs> jinxed it now. And we're oh, just no. uh, we're doomed with these movies. The like you get basically a whole other movie and learning about behind the scenes because there's so much like ridiculous shit that they got away with. Um, yeah. So th- this was originally titled Borat Gift of Pornographic Monkey to Vice Premier Mikhail Pence to make benefit recently <laughs> diminished nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> pornographic monkey it is ridiculous one thing that i really liked yeah like you say to be fair um is it is i think it's maria uh, bakalova um I'm probably yeah. butchering the surname but it, uh, i'm doing my best <laughs> um she is without a doubt oh like a welcome addition and a highlight to this like when i first saw the trailers obviously the, my first instinct was to be like yeah another borat film wicked um my second instinct was, oh, please don't tell me there's now just going to be daughter Borat. Um, and it's just going to be basically the same character played by yeah. an actor that, like, not to discredit the actress, she she ended up doing an amazing job and proved me completely wrong. Um, completely wrong from the trailer as well. Um, but my, my, my worst instinct was... Um, I, I just really hope that this person's not going to be doing a bad impersonation of Borat. Um, yeah. And because Sasha Baron Cohen obviously created the character, and so you can't really say that he doesn't play it well because he, he it's it's exactly whatever he wants it to be. Um, but because of the fact, like like we both said, we were the kids in school that grew up and were you were going my wife and walking around and making doing bad impressions as everyone was. I really was praying that this girl was going to come in and nail it rather than just be like an unwelcome addition to the sequel. Um, yeah, she was, I, I think, better than him in the movie. Uh, personally, um, not to say that he was bad at all. Uh, he was brilliant as per, but you come to expect that from Sasha Baron Cohen, especially with his level of like characterization now. But she was like, I'd be amazed if her phone isn't fucking ringing nonstop at the minute because she is. She it was her debut, I believe, or like her big, her first big project, and she smashed out of the park with this. She really did. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. She. Um, the like I was saying, she just absolutely has balls of steel. Like the situations she gets herself into, the way she can look someone in the eye with a completely straight face and say the words, "I want to have big titties so that I can float when I swim." <laughs> just <laughs> like how, how because you can't rehearse that it's all you'll have to do this in one take because it's all real life stuff like these people aren't actors they're real life people that's the thing and if you, so you, if don't you, blow, get if you do... blow the chance for like a wicked joke you've just blown that joke like it won't you won't get that moment again or like 90% of this dialogue I'd be amazed if it wasn't just completely improvised um, exactly yeah you can't you can't do reshoots you can't do, shoot it again you can't do retakes or anything like that it's all got to be just there on the go so it's it's incredible to me that she's able to do uh that kind of stuff um like on her first try and with such a straight face and cool demeanor about her she is definitely uh one of the highlights of the movie and I, and I think you're right she is probably uh, the best part of it as well, better than Sasha Baron Cohen at times, and I think that's because she's such a breath of fresh air. It's it's not just Borat, but girl. It's it's something different. It's it's a new character and a new perspective on things, like a different way of looking at uh, a different point of view, I guess I should say. Um, so it is quite refreshing to come in. As, as crazy as it sounds talking about a fucking Borat movie, but it is refreshing to come at it with uh, another point of view, really. Yeah, oh yeah, massively. And it's the it, she added something as well. It wasn't just like she she was there to be another funny addition. Like, she was there to actually challenge the character of Borat and um, essentially give him a completely new perspective on, like, 
what he was thinking because like let's be honest like the character of Borat is hardly what you'd call a feminist uh, and <laughs> and he like he even starts the film at the beginning like he she, he says like I have a female son or something like that um, which there's, obviously... a, there's, a, there's a moment in the first movie where Borat meets a, a group of feminists um, and he just keeps saying to one of them come on crack a smile baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad, but it's so funny. <laughs> it is good. It is good. Uh, it's just it's one of them things, and that you like to like with this film. I think the the main strength comes from the fact that people like to see racist idiots put in their place uh, or just be yeah. completely undermined. Um, like one of one of like the life's life's joys is watching a racist be undermined without knowing they're even being undermined because they're that fucking stupid. Um, yeah. It's bliss, but then on the flip side of that, you've got really nice people. Um, and one one fact I'll say here, because I found this out the other day, and I was actually quite it, it warmed my heart. Um, the babysitter, uh, I think it's yeah, Jan- Janice Jones. This. Yeah, she yeah. she was she was paid basically like three and a half grand. Uh, thought she was in a real documentary, um, and then she was um, she basically later on admitted. Um, Newspapers took her out of context, um, saying she felt betrayed, uh, which wasn't the case at all. She was actually just, she was basically just saying, I had no fucking idea. So praise, praise to both of their performances, really. Um, and then Sash Baron Cohen donated like, I think it was like 10 grand or like, a, I, I might be missing a few zeros there. I don't know. Um, but he donated. I think a, a, it was. I think I read it was about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Fucking hell! So a, a, yeah, a nice chunk um, to. I don't, uh, I don't think I don't think it went directly to her though. I think it went to her community because I think like I a, think it went to her church, her local church. Yeah, um, yeah, which is really cool. But it's just one of them things, isn't it? Like, it shows that like. It, it, it was it was displaying two things, and like you say, this this second movie did things a little bit differently because it wasn't it wasn't just trying to undermine things. I'd say ultimately, like the people that he made look like the biggest idiots, uh, was the character of Borat himself, and he had a more of an arc in this film than the first one, definitely. Um, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, these he's he his family are really non-existent in the first one. Um, in this, you see a very brief glimpse of them, and 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 it is really a, a father daughter relationship movie. That's that's kind of the heart of the movie, all the way throughout. Even though you have all of this other bizarre shit just unfolding all around it, um, and yeah, it's nice to have that in a movie that is just so both political, bizarre, um, and in your face as well with some extreme moments throughout it what uh what are some of the like the more like like story aside like written story aside what are some of the more like um outrageous moments that worked for you like the real life moments um i feel like you're gonna get annoyed because i'm definitely gonna have taken this straight out of your mouth because i feel like if you oh, if no. you watch this movie and <laughs> this isn't the moment that immediately stands out to you then there's something wrong with you um if it's the big moment let's save that for towards the end Okay. Oh, why you got to do me like that then? God, you give me no chance. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. One of my one of my favourite facts about this movie, and and I guess like scenes or moments, I suppose, um, is how uh, Sash Baron Cohen actually had to spend five days in character at the two um, uh, like Republicans' house. Yeah. Um, those two guys that like took him in weren't like. Don't yeah. get me wrong. They, they uh, I'm sure they have their their problems but they for the most part they seem like pretty welcoming dudes um they were they, I'll, I'll give them this i i'm sh- I, well i do disagree with them politically on pretty much all of their beliefs but it was very nice of them to just take in this random guy yeah. and and this crazy random guy as well and just let him live with them for five days yeah and that that was that's one thing i love about it because <laughs> sasha baron cohen had to spend can you imagine doing your bad impersonation of borat for five days i know man that's that's insane like for, for just what we never saw, breaking character yeah for what we saw as well which was like fucking what 20 minutes of the film if that yeah there's madness and it is honestly how he ends up doing it is is genuinely just crazy um what was another moment that i really liked well b- building off that building off that um with those guys, it, it builds up to they go to this this anti mask rally, 
which his daughter also happens to be at, which is the reason they go there. Um, <laughs> there's a moment where he goes on stage and he becomes, he gets mistaken for this like right wing country western singer or, or whatever, which is a great moment. Um, and another thing I guess we should mention is that a lot for a large part of this movie he's in disguise because people recognize him, so they they built in they they built in a story element to get around that, whereas he's just always in disguise, <laughs> so he's dressed up as this like just big hillbilly I guess for lack of a better word, um, and he starts singing this song which is very clearly mocking. Uh, the the right wing of the conservatives or whatever um and and the crowds don't really seem to realize that uh, at least they don't in the way that the movie's framed but in real life what actually happened i don't know if you know this but the crowd actually cottoned on to what was happening um, oh, really? and they went f- yeah and they went fucking berserk mate there's footage on um i think it was like the colbert show or something stephen colbert or something Oh, no. uh, where Sasha Baron Cohen was on as a guest and they were talking about it and they had uh, like some of the B-roll footage of this part because yeah, in the movie yeah they cut it to make it seem like it was a success and they was all getting along with him but in reality they probably made it about two thirds of the way through the song before the crowd just went for him basically he had to run for his life he locked himself in an ambulance there was a cameraman in there with him and the crowd were just literally banging on the door trying to get him out and everything he was holding it shut physically like restraining it shut so they wouldn't kill him it was fucking insane man that is ridiculous it was ridiculous yeah really Mate, it just goes but- to show man this this is risky bro like <laughs> like even even staying in like he he stayed in a stranger's house for five days pretending to be someone with a camera crew with the intention of yeah. like if these basically if these guys stepped out of line and made and made themselves look like idiots it would be documented and he would use it like he, he I, there's no way he wouldn't use he would. it like I he, think he said as well this was this was the only movie he's ever shot where he felt the need to be wearing a bulletproof vest for most of it. And and I think that's understandable. Was he wearing a bulletproof vest? For, for, apparently, according to Sasha Baron Cohen, for quite a lot of this movie, he was wearing a bulletproof vest. Jesus. You wouldn't tell that because it would have been like disguised under his costumes and everything. Oh, yeah, of course. But still, mate, the fact that he had to do that to feel safe is madness. Yeah, well, like I said, fucked country. But there we are. Fuck. What else? Any other? I think I think one moment that really stuck out to me, and, and we did uh, hint at this earlier, is the moment where Borat is seeking um, new direction in his life. He he goes to a synagogue, uh, and he dis- and he decides it's a good idea to dress up as as what he believes uh, a, a Jewish person would look like. And there's every stereotype in the book. Oh my! When I tell you that my jaw just fucking dropped. Yeah. Like that th- that was one of the moments I was like, "Oh my god." It it literally was just one of the most racist stereotypes I had ever seen. But then again, what happens immediately after that is so wholesome and yeah, and heartwarming because these there's two Jewish women uh, just talking, just having a nice time and and this moron walks in like you say every single racist stereotype in the book dressed from head to toe long nose bag dollar sign bag of money whatever all of it um and immediately you would not blame them for telling him to fuck off and doing whatever they need to to get rid of that guy but they just welcome him in they just have a chat with him and just basically dispel his beliefs and it's just I don't know, there's something about it which is just really sweet and wholesome. It's the whole kill him with kindness sort of thing. It's just, don't be angry, be nice, and just talk to someone, which... Yeah, and he is, that's one thing Sasha Brown Cohen does really, really well, is that he he doesn't, like... There's a, there's a lot of, like, documenters and stuff. Obviously, I know this is not really a documentary, but it's framed as such, and they have to count on real people to give them the content they need. Um, yeah. And do that by, like, framing scenarios for them. Yeah. Um, 
he he's like there's documenters out there that would like go not get the shot they wanted to and not get the reaction they wanted to and then just go somewhere else to get the same shot but they wanted it um yeah he's one of these people that i feel like like fucking like rain or shine whatever whatever kind of reaction he gets um he'll just he'll work with it and he'll be like right let's let's find a way to put this into the story because it's one of the genuine rare moments where the human being shown showed like kindness over over anger like you said and it and that's not something to be looked down on that's something that we should have in the film and celebrate um because at that moment who looks like the biggest prick the lovely two kind women or him yeah it was absolutely well well not Sasha Baron Cohen but Bora who looks like the idiot so yeah you're absolutely right there out of interest what was what what are like the the slightly the bigger moments that you wanted to that you like i know obviously we just spoke about that one but the the stuff that the other shit that you couldn't believe they got away with because there's definitely one on on the tip of my tongue but i'm interested if you'll say it <laughs> uh yeah let's just go for it the um <laughs> the the rudy giuliani the yeah. the meeting the interview the... This this is the man, by the way, at the time of recording, who is currently trying to take. Uh, I don't know that much about it, but he's he is Trump's like main lawyer. Like he's the guy that Trump's turned to. Trump's uh, Trump turns to for the majority of legal advice, and he's the person that Trump is counting on to essentially save this election and and make make law his ridiculous claims of voter fraud and mail fraud and blah blah blah. Um, yeah. This man who less less than a month ago um, has basically been caught quite literally trying to have his pants pulled down on uh, basically he's just had the piss taken out of him publicly as anything um, and his he and really his defense has. was fucking weak as shit it really was yeah his his defense was he was uh, untucking his shirt. Um, which, if you've seen the movie, it's obviously not. That's obviously not as what not is what happening. Mate, he is well and truly getting his dick out. He is well and truly getting his fucking showed out. What you the way he is interacting with her throughout the entire interview, leaning forward, grabbing her hands, clearly flirting with her. His hand is around her body as they go into the hotel room. They're having a drink. He 100% thinks he's about to fuck this this girl. And it's not illegal. He doesn't think she's 15. They, she, He thinks, and, and she's not 15. The actress is older than 15, obviously. But throughout the movie, they say she's 15. He, he That information isn't presented to him. Um, so he would assume she is just over the age of 18. Oh, yeah, but that's not, that's not the part that people are concerned no, about. No, that's... It's it's not no the fact that he's just so forward about it all and he's just so willing to have sex with this young impressionable girl who who very clearly is nervous throughout the entire interview who very clearly is someone who uh, for whatever reason looks up to to him and and his beliefs or whatever and he just very quickly takes advantage of that and manipulates that for his own benefit. I saw um, um, something that came out afterwards. Obviously, we know that since the movie came out, he his defense was that he was like tucking his shirt back in after like taking his microphone off or something like that. Which yeah. one is immediately a lie because his microphone is still on um, completely. <laughs> so he's he kind of messed it up with that one. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen like basically like shot back at him saying, you know, like look. Uh, whatever happened mate that people can make up their own minds and if you think that, every, that anything you did in the interview like dressed or not was suitable and appropriate then that's maybe that's the real issue <laughs> like it's everything everything about it was completely inappropriate and you got that sense from the moment they sat down together yeah you 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 kind of knew where it was going and, and it was really just a matter of watching it unfold essentially i think you would have you got that sense and, and, um i know and I, maria this is one of the reasons I, I really respected her performance as well maria bakalova she like there's not a lot of people and not especially considering this is one he's he's a massive high profile like he's like yeah. possibly like the biggest get of the movie um yeah sasha baron cohen respected her as an actress enough to take on that challenge herself um 
being a complete like novice to this line of like satirical improv work, I presume, because um, it's a very niche like showbiz thing. Um, <laughs> and he trusted her on it. She obviously followed her instincts with it um, and was able to like coerce and manipulate this man to show his true self um, using like every yeah. trick in the book. And it was she just did it so fantastically and it's and it, the fact that she's like essentially exposed another rat like <laughs> lo and behold close to donald trump um <laughs> it, it's it's almost like a public service at this point <laughs> like people should be respectful <laughs> really? of that the fact the fact as well um the fact the way he immediately jumps up as uh, as Sasha Baron Cohen comes back into the room, just shows you as well that he wasn't fucking untucking his shirt. He, that was that was clearly someone who's been caught doing something they shouldn't. The way he just immediately jumps up and tries to cover himself up. Yeah. Um. But it's not only the the like the inappropriateness of it and the and the manipulation and on and all of that. It's it's the fact that someone that high profile. And someone that close to the president of the United States was able to be manipulated like that. Was able to get into that situation. Um, what mate? One one thing I'd say. I I think it's completely fair game. Like for for him to come out and say that Sasha Baron Cohen manipulated the footage and 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 has painted him as something that he's not is completely unfair. I think Sasha Baron Cohen, upon entering the room in the most ridiculously and obvious fake disguise, um, <laughs> yeah. speaking flat out to him to the point where he's inches away from his face. He, exactly. He yeah. gave this prick every opportunity to be like this there is something wrong here there is something not right with this crew i'm leaving but he still was brave and bold enough to go and attempt to fuck someone like i know it's it's ridiculous the fuck it the way uh sasha brown Cohen came in as as the the mic guy or whatever it it was ridiculous and he should have seen that a mile off Maybe he was literally only thinking with his dick at that point. I mean, clearly he was. But you're absolutely right. The fact that he didn't clock then that something was up is just ridiculous. It's really. baffling. Um, one thing I do want to touch on, obviously, we're, I'm now conscious of times. So I, I really, really didn't want to not mention it. Um, at the end of this movie, it's revealed... <laughs> um, yes, yeah, yes, the, yes. The, the Borat himself... The twist. The, the twist. greatest twist in cinematic history. <laughs> <laughs> it's revealed that Borat himself, um, at the beginning of the movie, he was injected uh, with something that, uh, quote, could, like, fend off gypsies or something like that. Um, gypsy tears, I think. Gypsy tears, yeah, or something to keep them away and keep him safe or whatever it was, <laughs> right? Whatever ridiculous yeah. thing it was that we all just blindly went, yep, that's a Borat thing, that's normal. Um, yeah. He then spent the rest of the movie coughing on and deliberately going out of his way to touch and kiss everyone he possibly could. We thought nothing of it until at the end it's revealed <laughs> that Borat himself has travelled worldwide hand-delivering the coronavirus to everyone in every country, like, individually. It's, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, but... I, there wasn't a single part of me that went, "Oh my god, I, I loved it." If those, if if this movie would have been released in uh, cinemas, and because of Borat, it can't be because he calls everything. But if this movie was released in cinemas, I would have stood up and given it a standing ovation at that moment. That was, I'm not joking. When I, well, I kind of am joking, but I'm also a little bit serious when I say it was the greatest twist in cinematic history. Because yeah. you don't, there's no way you see that coming at no, all. It's at just all. completely out. It's not our left field, but it is just really uh, just dropped on you. And you have and to when accept it, starts it as to well. clock. Yeah, and the, and the and the little vignettes they show as well, like him with fucking Tom Hanks in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it was fucking jokes, man. That was amazingly well done. Mate, the, the, one of the best. The parts film in the itself, movie. like, well, I, I guess I, I suppose the main question um, that I want to ask you before we do some favourite moments and sign off: um, What do you think's funnier? Well, what do you think's a better film? I think. I think the first one is the both the funnier and the better film. 
um because just just i think the the situations that he gets himself into are more bizarre um and also just because of the nature of it he can be he can be Borat more in the first movie than he can in the second one for obvious reasons um yeah, so i think that allows him to get into some uh, more ridiculous situations and 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 also expose people not necessarily like high profile people like Rudy Giuliani or anything but just ordinary everyday people and just show America well a certain group of Americans for for what they are really yeah which is racist um and <laughs> stressing again a certain group not all of a certain group yes you know me and I'm you know how much of a progressive and active campaigner I am for French noir cinema um <laughs> oh no <laughs> I I would say the first movie is funnier um and the second movie is a better film um because like you say the second movie has that way more of a complete arc it has that story it has those fun like it has like the narrative twist it has loads of kind of stuff that you've like that kind of just appear as convention in film it has basically what what i'm getting what i guess i'm getting at is it has a plot (laughs) whereas the first (laughs) borat movie was was such a chaotic up in the air mess but it, it it was exactly what it was supposed to be and i think both um Sash Baron Cohen came in with two completely different angles on respective films. Um, and in the second one, he was kind of able to fine tune the character of Borat and then go, right, what I'm naturally, there's going to be a bit missing from Borat because I can't be Borat a hundred percent of the time because I'm so famous. People know who the fuck I am now. Um, yeah. so he said, what, you know, if that, if I'm missing that, what can I add in? And he got the, like the emotional depth and like, actually like mate if, if you look at it like while while everyone had their eyes on him Borat actually became a character that you sympathized with and not just this like idiot um and <laughs> yeah he, and like I was at the end of the movie and I cared like when he the the last shot of him uh is of Borat and Tuta his daughter I think it's Tuta is it that's how it's pronounced or, yeah Tutu, Tutu, um, something, something like that. that yeah um they've she's now like a journalist in Kazakhstan with him they work side by side and he gives her like a little hug um, and I was sat there going, oh, and then I was like, hang on, why am I saying, oh, like, <laughs> like this is, this is, these are two characters that are ridiculous, but I ended up caring about them. Um, all right, we'll do, yeah. we'll do some favorite moments. What, what, any, any moments you want to highlight? Yeah, definitely. Um, so in the first one, uh, the bear is a big highlight for me. I love the bear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the fact that they're both of them are just driving around in that truck and there's an actual fucking bear in the back of it. That's great. Uh, second of all, the moment in the first one where uh, I think I think he might like need to get gas or something or he needs to stop for some reason and he decides to just go speak to this group of uh, young young black men and they just like <laughs> teach him how to dress and how to talk and everything like that and then he just goes into the the very upper class very fancy <laughs> hotel <laughs> <laughs> and he's just immediately kicked out and that's great um, and then as well in the second one uh, favourite moment is definitely towards the end uh, in the in the first movie, you had the running of the Jew in Kazakhstan, <laughs> and then at the end of at the end of Boratu, they now have the running of the American. Yeah, which is it's just great. It's really good stuff. And then Doctor Fauci coming that. in at the end. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh no, he's being sick on them. <laughs> um, I've got I've got a few, so I'll, I'll try and sum them up uh, quickly. Uh, massive highlight of the second film is when he uh, claims that he like Borat says in his narration voiceover, "I need I needed to disguise myself as like a white conservative man. How was I going to fit in?" Um, and he walks straight into a conservative political conference um, dressed in full KKK robes. <laughs> Um, oh my god! Yes. And by by some fucking miracle, manages to walk around for like five minutes before, like before he goes and sits down. Yeah, the fact that he wasn't immediately turned away is just fucking. Mate, the, fact that, the fact that he wasn't rugby tackled, like, is, yeah. is ridiculous. Um, another thing to highlight, and it's something that I didn't really get um, 
on on the f- it happened obviously in the first one um and i i i guess i fell for it because i didn't pick up on it in the second one i did pick up on it um was the fact that everyone that speaks um uh, the like the the language of kazakhstan is not speaking the language of kazakhstan obviously oh, um, yeah. she i think she's speaking uh uh bulgarian i think it is i i may be completely wrong on that but i think it's bulgarian i think she is i think she's a bulgarian actress yeah so she she's speaking Bulgarian. Um, Borat or Sasha Baron Cohen is speaking Hebrew, um, but it, the the massive like the point of that and the reason behind it is to show that literally how many American people didn't pick up on that that they were speaking two some completely different languages <laughs> to each other. Yeah, um, was a, that is quite good. Was a moment I loved. Uh, the, and the last one I'll focus on was the um, the really happy fax guy. <laughs> like it was just it was just oh, yeah. happy to send all these messages and must have he must have gone home because that they probably shot that over the course of a couple of days to not be like weird um yeah he must have gone home to whoever he has that lives with him and spoken to his partner his kids whatever and gone uh, that man came back in today and i think he's in trouble <laughs> his government <laughs> seemed really angry with him <laughs> um Oh, it's brilliant. It, that is jokes. He, yeah. The man is very, like very, very clever. Um, all right, so what bullshit rating system are we doing this week? Uh, well, I'll go for my standard, and you go for your standard. I guess is the new way we do things now. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, uh, this pod for me. Um, I'm gonna, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna go with Brave Pod. Um, brave <laughs> because of the fact that yeah. it, 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 this, the stuff, especially in the second film, takes sheer bollocks. Um, it really does. Uh, what bullshit rating system are you going with? Um, not yours. So I'll just say, uh, together as a collective, I will rate both of these movies a uh, eight out of ten. I'd say. Okay, would that technically be a sixteen out of twenty? Yes, I, I'd say uh, eight. Um, eight. My wife's out of very nice. Oh, very good. Absolutely. So I just have one thing to say to you now, Lawrence. What? As always, thank you very much for listening. I hope you <laughs> had a whale of a time on this episode of Another Happy Pod, brought to you by the Pine Size Network. Be sure to check us out on Twitter for gifts and all that good stuff. You can find us there at Another Happy Pod. Maybe drop us a tweet. Let us know what you'd like to see here next. Or just here next because it's an audio medium anyway uh stay groovy we'll catch you every sunday at midday bye wow that was a very natural sounding ending yeah don't forget to join us next week as well guys because we will be sending off uh the beloved ps4 a console that's been in nathan and my life for a very long time uh, upon the release of the PS5. So we'll be speaking about a whole host of stuff for surrounding the PS4. We're having a funeral for the PlayStation 4, so come along, wear your Sunday best, let's have some fun. It's going to be very nice. Say say the thing. Oh yeah, another happy pod. Bye. Another happy pod.